Welcome back to the Sioux City Show. My name is Taylor Grody. This is Drew Hansen in the studio with me today. Drew is the pastor from Rally Point Church, and we're going to try and talk about like what's going on in the Christianity world. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Drew. So what, what have you been up to? I, I worked with you previously. We did like a little bit of kickoff stuff for yeah. uh, Rally Point when it first started in uh, Sergeant Bluff, but now you're moving downtown, right? Yeah, for sure. First of all, I just love what you're doing. Thank you. And uh, for real, like uh, when I've always like admired what you're doing. I have like, uh, like this is probably a weird question to ask, but like, have you ever taken the disc profile? Like the, like, Disc profile. Yeah. So, like, you, there's, like, a dominant, and you use your imagination. The other two are, like, uh, very oh, into the details. No, I have, yeah. like, a, like, a like aptitude test or, like, a personality uh, test yeah, kind of Yeah, it kind of tells you, like, yeah, what you're into. Like, you have a dominant personality or, like, more of, like, creative ideas or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I just appreciate, like, even this stuff, like, being able to be like, hey, man, like, I see an open room. We can make this, this look cool because I just – that's basically what we've had to do and just look at stuff and say, okay, how can we make this ours? And I just, I just appreciate it. Like coming from kind of a different world, but I just appreciate all of it. So, Thanks man. Yeah. I, that, I, uh, you guys are doing something completely different too. in like the world <laughs> of like, you know, in the, in the church space, which is, um, I grew up Catholic. So that's a, that's a very specific type yeah. of church that is, a doesn't lend itself to uh, progression or fun ideas very much. So, um, you know, and that, like, I guess what kind of started everything I'm doing here is that I was working, I worked in TV and I worked in radio and uh, I just kind of felt like everything you guys are doing is wrong. There's different, <laughs> you know, not, not, not wrong, but like there's definitely different ways to do this. Yeah. And I like wanted to explore different ways to do it. So, um, yeah, and like I, someday I'm going to give people a tour of uh, yeah, you should, this whole, this whole space here. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. But yeah, I feel like this, the same kind of thing is just uh, with the church world. Like, um, there's, there's everybody has their their thing, you know, mm-hmm. traditional, non traditional, whatever, uh, uh, and that's fine. And and we support all those, uh, you know, lanes. But we just feel like there's something missing in Sioux City, something mm-hmm. that like, you know, is just very non traditional. Something that's just not because we we did a. Uh, uh, Percept report basically just saw, looked at the religious climate of the community. It's forty six thousand people who either don't believe in God or don't go to church. Interesting. I mean, that's almost half the population. Yeah. Or, you know, of the metro area, and so um, it did a five mile radius around Sioux City. So I just thought that was interesting and in how people got there and like, okay, so is the, like a traditional set something that is going out or is it staying and is there a non a space for a non-traditional church to come in and actually do some good yeah so that's kind of where we we came in what's been your experience so far with uh everything going on oh it's it's uh it's basically you'd think <clears throat> a lot of people would think well the young people will like it mm-hmm. like that's that's the thing like young people like that's actually not true um it that doesn't matter so much as their religious experience in church. So some people might um, feel like they're leaving their family if they don't go to their specific denomination or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we get that. We understand that. But it's kind of across the board. So we've had people come in and kind of join our launch team, our core team, and say, hey, we want to help out. And then they said, eh, it's not really for us. And we've kind of blessed them. If you want to use that churchy language and Mm -hmm. said, hey, you know, go ahead. You have our blessing. Leave and we'll help you find another church because there's 
plenty of good churches in town or the surrounding area. Right. So, you know, uh, we support that too. But we just feel like there's a spot for people that would never darken the door of a church building. They feel like if they walked into church uh, on Sunday morning, they're going to burn up. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's my heart. Uh, I guess we can start like I was uh, at a wedding and I had just done, got done performing the wedding. We we're at the reception and uh, I'm at a urinal and uh, a guy, I can feel him staring at me and it's, you know, super awkward. And he finally just looks at me and says, why are you doing this? I said, well, I'm going to the bathroom, man. I got to take a leak. Yeah. He said, he said, no, why are you a pastor? Why do you work at a church? Uh, it seems like you're wasting your life. You seem like a cool guy. Why would you do this? And that conversation, you know, from then till when we started the church, he's, he's always in my head. He's like, how could he feel that way about me and about the God and about the church? Like, cause he was me. Yeah. Like, he had kids my age. He was into the same stuff as I was. And so, uh, I just feel like, like my heart goes out for those kind of people that maybe don't understand or don't feel like they have a place to call home because of one, one specific thing or the other, you know? So, yeah. So, uh, what, what do you guys doing differently? Cause you know, I've, I've heard like great things. I've been to a service before. I've yeah. seen, I, you know, I've heard from other people that you guys have like a, you're running a great different opportunity for people who are looking for something different in the church space. Right. So like, what are you guys doing differently to, yeah, to change think, things up? I yeah. Guess? I mean, I think a lot of it's, um, pragmatic and some of it's uh you know what we like to say is you know um and a lot of churches would agree with us is that uh you know no book but the bible no creed but christ so that's nothing new we're just looking at the bible and we're saying okay uh we're not letting anything else influence it let's whatever god says we're gonna do you know that kind of thing Uh, i think a lot of it is um you know we're moving downtown to a bar so a lot of people um we're fighting a lot of uh, barriers there as far as traditionalism. Like, you can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to have crosses everywhere. You have to have pews. You have to have a certain color carpet. Right. You have to have all that kind of stuff. And and so we've said, hey, uh, change is our tradition and tradition, uh, you know. And, and so we've just taken that mantra, like, change is our tradition and uh, our tradition is change. Mm-hmm. And just said, um, let's just switch it up. And... So we haven't really switched up, you know, we're still studying the Bible, still walking through what God has for us there, but it's more like, okay, um, let's look through the eyes of someone that has never been to church before or is an outsider, and how do they, how do they view church? So when they walk in, what's going to be familiar, familiar to them, and what's not going to make them, like, want to throw up? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I'll just be honest with you, uh, you know, I have, like, a, a real, like, bend towards, like, I've just been in the church world too much. So, I, like, Caleb, I'm sorry, Caleb, people, sorry. I just can't do it. It just seems too over the top, too, too like, forced and cheesy. So, like, we just say, hey, what are the, like, top 20 songs on the radio? So when people are walking in, that's what it is. And, you know, it's nothing explicit. It's just, hey, we're going to play what people are used to hearing on the radio when they come in. And then, like, ESPN's on the wall. So, you know, that whole conversation uh, starting there was just, hey, I struggle sometimes um, mm-hmm. just sparking up a conversation with somebody. But I can always go, hey, did you catch that game last night? Right. And so just all that kind of stuff. Um uh, doing things differently, just uh, how we do a service, you know, like, you know, we, we just, we'll switch it up. We'll just change it up. We try to play um, <clears throat> stuff that, try, try to play worship music that, you know, isn't in the norm 
or mm-hmm. probably more rock heavy than any other church would go here. You know, right. we're trying, you know, we try to get there um, and tables and chairs. So like people walk in, you know, there's no rows. We think life's done better in circles anyways. So, you know, let's, uh, let's sit around a table instead of uh, rows. See, all this stuff is like, it, it seems so like a facade, but it, mm-hmm. but it, for us, it's like, um, it's digging into something deeper, I think. Than just like, oh, you just got tables and chairs and ESPN on. Like, that doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's not too much different. But it is, you know, like, um, you know, I I just think the whole setup is is different than what like a more traditional church would have, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're we're trying to connect with people. Uh, Our whole conversation we've had with our our leadership team and uh, core team is like, how do we see church through the eyes of somebody that's never been to church before because I've got a niece I've got several people in my family and friends that literally they're from Sioux City literally never been to church I dig that so yeah yeah I mean that's that's kind of that angle you got to come with like if you're if you're trying to do something different you got to get the people who you know I I raise Catholic so like I'm familiar (laughs) with the space right but like you know the people who who have never been to church before that's going to be a whole different uh you know, first of all, when they walk in, they're like, shit, is this what I want to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and yeah. uh, I think that I think that it's important to like, you know, it, it, I was right or I, I was just listening to the other day about a uh, people talking about how like spiritualism is the new religion. And somebody was somebody else in the conversation. I was listening to a podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. a conversation that's being held without me. Anybody, <laughs> you know? And somebody else in the conversation said, like, I don't think that there's a lack of religion. It's just been rebranded as spiritualism, but people are still just as uh, drawn towards looking for a, a power higher than themselves. Whether you want to call that God or Allah or Yahweh or the universe or right. the eternal force or karma, whatever the case is, like most people have a belief system yeah. that extends into the ethereal, I guess. So, right. you know, it, it's it, I, I think that regardless of people if they want to like jump in feet first the first day and call them christians uh, or call themselves christians they're like looking for somewhere to find a sense of purpose you know yeah i think that a lot of people uh want to belong to something that's bigger than themselves they want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves and and i think obviously i think that jesus is is the way to do that and uh he's gonna he's gonna fulfill that he's gonna give you purpose he's gonna give you uh, a new start, all that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of where we've we've landed with all of it as far as, you know, we know that people are looking. You know, I really do. I really think that people are looking for something. And uh, and I think that, you know, once you come in and, and we just say, hey, let's remove all the barriers. Right. You know, let's take away all the barriers so people can see Jesus for who he is. And then one of our values we like to say is, hey, trust the process. So we don't want you to come in and use all the Christian language you know, start speaking Christianese and start, you know, right. immediately jumping in. We want you to, like, actually ask questions and jump, you know, like, take a step maybe, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll celebrate that with you. Like, hey, man, you took a step, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something to connect with God or God's people or whatever it is, and we want, we want to lean into that because I feel like it actually solidifies your faith because you've had time to think about it rather than a lot of times we just say, hey, you're a Christian, you came to church a couple times. Uh, you're on the fence about it. Go ahead, jump in and get baptized, and we'll 
here, we'll uh, define spirituality by these five words that you can say and define them and then just go ahead. And God's really not actually transformed anything. He's just, he's just, uh, you know, you're just speaking the language and got pushed into it. And right. that's been my experience with a lot of, a lot of places. It's like, we'll just push you into it. Yeah, not, maybe not. I mean, that's just across the board. I haven't always done ministry here, so you know. I just want to say, like, I I love what I love what a lot of churches are doing here. So mm-hmm. this is never going to be like, hey. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I like, dude. That's the thing too is that you go to like any church and like literally yeah. any church. It doesn't even have to be Christian. And like ninety five percent of the people in there are going to be good people. Just sure. because, like, that's the type of, honestly, the type of person who dedicates themselves to, like, a church is usually, <laughs> yeah. like, a, a pretty, like, a person who lives their life by a moral, moral compass, or they're the BTK killer, uh, <laughs> you know, or, but, like, I, I always had a problem when I was growing up that, like, I found, I, I'm a big, I, like, one, maybe a flaw in myself is that I'm, like, I can't stand hypocrisy right yeah and there was so many times growing up where i'm at like ccd on a wednesday night (laughs) and you know and it's like these people that are like constantly preaching to me a holier than thou message and they're giving like all of this um you know like i'm the authority on this i'm the voice of moral reason because i'm the person who's teaching at the ccd or i'm the person who's involved in the church program and it's like no, not really. Like, you're just saying <laughs> all of the church things. You're just, like, regurgitating the lines from the Bible. And, like, honestly, like, so we had this dude that was uh, teaching us at one point that was just, like, super homophobic. And he'd say, like, horrible shit about gay people all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember even being in, like, the third grade or whatever and being <laughs> like, really? <laughs> really? Like, I thought I thought the whole point of being a Christian is that we're, like, supposed to be, like... Love everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, like, at least, at the very least, nice. You know, right. like, <laughs> not, not, like... Because it, it was always, like, oh, you know, remember, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And then, right. like, when you're in third grade, you don't even know what the hell that means. You're like, right. oh, I guess, <laughs> whatever, you know, this guy said it. But then I remember having, having the feeling that, like, it all kind of just felt corny to me. Like... Not corny in the sense of like, oh, people who believe in God are lame, but these people people who are touting themselves as these voices of authority or reason or whatever, but living and acting in a different way in all things besides saying the Christ-like things, it's corny. You know, it's it's, it's a a hypocritical, yeah, it's it's hypocritical behavior, and I just couldn't stand it. So it like immediately turned me off, you know, from like a younger age. And that's exactly my experience uh, a lot in a lot of ways is uh, do as I say, not as I do kind of attitude. And then, you know, the same way with, you know, you know, so I just think what we've done, um, because that's always been in the back of my mind too, is like we don't want to end up in a place where we're pointing fingers instead of putting our arms around people. Mm-hmm. And so what we've always, what we've been saying uh, up until launch here is um, uh, me too. Well, that's got a different connotation these days. Yeah, sure. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Like I've been there too. Kind Yeah, me too. been yeah. there too. Yeah. Like uh, so when somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm really going through something right now. I've mm-hmm. been there. Let me put my arm around you and say, "Hey, everything's you know. We'll get through this together." Uh, that is a that is a better like we say like everybody has a piece of a map. Mm-hmm. We, we have a, you know maybe see God a little differently, a different perspective through Scripture, all that stuff. And so we're saying, "Hey, um, you know, we've all got a piece of this with our gifts, our abilities, all that stuff. Let's kind of you know one body put it together." 
and uh, see where it ends up. So we just said, hey, me too, man. I've been through that. Uh, you know, no judgment here. Mm-hmm. But we also say, hey, we're not going to affirm everything. We're going to say, hey, you know, let's let's walk through it. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I think Jesus loves you more than just to leave you where you're at. So, you know, if you you got something going on in your life, you know, I think it's a Christian's responsibility to say, hey, let me help you help you out with that. But not in uh, let me let me go through and get on my phone and read you like four different scriptures of how you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Because you know what? Those people already know that. Right. They're, they've already been there. They're already they already feel guilty. You know, we don't need to tell people how guilty guilty they are already because they already know that. So let's tell them about how to let's find a way out. I feel like the average person walking into church for the first time isn't walking in because they're like, things are going great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I need to, exactly. Things are going so good. I need to find a different <laughs> perspective to look at this from. You know, it, it's usually going to be a low point in the average person's life when they're if they're walking in for the first time, kind of deal. They're coming yeah. back after yeah. years away. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's all fun to talk about church. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not really fun. Yeah. 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 Whatever. yeah but well, I got you. What's your background like? What what brought you into, you know, you're a young guy. I think the average person will look at you like, oh, you're a young guy. Yeah. You're, so that I don't fit the I, normal you know, I'm, pastor I'm also mode. like Catholic. I don't, yeah. you're not wearing a collar, you know, that kind <laughs> of deal. So like what, what got you into like this route for a career? Man. Well, I, I tried to dodge it as much as possible, mm-hmm. uh, which is like part of that story. Like I'd never just jumped in feet first and, you know, until I was in my early twenties really. And so um, what's interesting is I grew up in a, in a home that was just very apathetic. So n- nobody cared. You know, my family didn't, they didn't care. They didn't go. Um, you know, it was just, just, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And then I got invited to church down in my hometown and started going. And then I just didn't stop going. It was just kind of weird. And, uh, um, so I, I kind of grew up in the church, but didn't have any family in the church. So I brought myself, which was great because a lot of times what you have is, uh, a lot of family members or children, they live on the faith of their parents. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my parents, well, why do you go to church? Why do you believe? Well, my parents taught me. I didn't have that same perspective. I kind of just slowly took steps towards, you know, Jesus and what, what, uh, the, you know, just reading in the Bible and reading scripture and saying, yeah, you know, let me ask questions about this. Let me try to figure it out. And so um, I, I felt like it was a little different perspective than a lot of people growing up in the church. Um, so I was like at Thanksgiving potlucks and stuff, looking across at everybody else's family or eating with a family. And it was kind of like, it's kind of weird, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so then I uh, went to school and tried to play basketball and tried to do something and just never felt right. I, I, I felt like I should have should have done something different and kind of went in a different lane as far as, you know, exploring this church thing out as far as working at a church or whatever you want to call it. It's hard to not sound really churchy, you know, talking yeah, about this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, just working at a church or being a pastor or whatever that meant, I didn't know. So I actually loved what you guys were doing, like video editing, all that stuff. So I thought I'd go to college and do video editing and then do that and play basketball and that didn't work out. So I, uh, Probably for the better. Yeah, video yeah. editing is not. Yeah, right. Not yeah. Everybody go be a video editor today. Like it's something you really wanna. You really have to want to do this. So, yeah, and yeah. I, I probably probably wasn't the best at it. You know, so you know it's one of those things. Uh, 
so it probably didn't work out anyways. But uh, then I transferred down to a school in Joplin, Missouri called Ozark Christian College and went to school there. And I thought, hey, I'll still I'll go down there, but I want to compromise a little bit. God, I know you're, you're trying to pull me this way, but I'll uh, I'll do video editing at Missouri Southern because it's in the same town. Like I'll do try to you know figure out a way to fit my plans into what God have for me. Mm-hmm. And over time, it just didn't work, and so yeah, I ended up going down there and and uh, finishing school, and then getting a job in Southeast Kansas for for a number of years and doing youth ministry, and that's what really you know kind of set me on this course. And so yeah, it's it's weird to think think back on some of that stuff now because I don't really haven't thought about that part of the journey in a while you know yeah so, so I mean like also you know, I'm not coming from like the Protestant world where sure. you can do something like start your own church you know mm-hmm. so what what kind of gave you that that initial drive to like not only go and get you have a degree in theology or yeah it's a yeah it's a bible uh Bible studies. Yeah, Christian ministry degree. So basically at, you know, we don't, um, we study theology, but what uh, I like about Ozark is uh, they just go through books of the Bible. Oh, mean, Let me teach you about the Bible. And then, of course, there's leadership classes and all that stuff, but a lot of places will say, here's systemic theology 101. Let me teach you about the overall arching piece of, and you need that, but you also just, like, let's read the book of Romans. Human connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where, where all that fell in. So sweet. So, yeah. Uh, sorry. This is just a yeah. Bible studies got me thinking when I was in, when I was in <laughs> high school, uh, as a senior, like the Sioux city journal does a thing where like, if you get a scholarship, um, your guidance counselor comes to you and says like, okay, you have to fill out this questionnaire yeah, yeah. for the journal. And it was like, uh, scholarship, uh, college you're attending and what your major is going to be. And I like got a scholarship. So I said scholarship, um, attending University of Iowa, and then I thought it'd be funny and type, type up, or in inner women's studies for my major. <laughs> and uh, my, my grandpa thought it was hilarious, but the few other family members weren't as impressed by it, and the school, uh, uh, yeah. the top brass in the school weren't super excited about that move, but I stand by that decision to make, put that down. But anyways, um, you know, I guess something that also keep, that I was thinking about is the more we move into, like, a social media world, a tech heavy mm-hmm. world is like the more you see a retreat from like the idea of traditional community or the idea of like, I live in a pretty like mixed neighborhood yeah. and it's a lower income neighborhood. So like it's the type of neighborhood where kids still play outside. Like everybody's yeah. outside in my neighborhood all the time playing football in the front yard and that kind of stuff. But I go to like friends' houses, parents' houses, that kind of stuff. And that are yeah. in like nicer neighborhoods, everybody's garage shut. Like right, there's not right. kids outside. There's not the parent. When I was growing up, like all the kids, everybody on the block was outside all the time. All the parents every Friday and Saturday night were having like little fires in their front driveway on those little fire yeah. pits yeah. and stuff. And like that is just becoming less and less and less common now. Yeah. So, and I, I know you grew up in Whiting yeah. and like just the commonality between Whiting and Sergeant Bluff. Like we had, yeah. one friend in common yeah, and yeah. like the amount of people I know in Whiting, <laughs> and amount, you know, just from like the, the times I went down there and like yeah. conversely the time, sure. you, if you yeah. probably had the same situation sure. in Sergeant Bluff, like it's, yeah. it's a pretty quick town when you're from a small town. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty easy to get to know a lot everybody. of people really quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, the Whiting Fourth of July parade. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Former egg toss champion. But uh, I don't want to brag too Which, much. What is sad <laughs> is like, I, you know, I know that. Yeah. Like I, and I guess it's not sad, but like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone's selling a car in town. I know, you know, I know who's selling the car. Yeah. You know, like, I know who's still there, you know. And so, yeah, it does make you think, rethink how you're doing church. Yeah. And the other thing is, do you, is that a hill you die on? Mm-hmm. So are, do we say, hey, um, no, we're going to, we're just going to lean in and say, you know what? Like, this is part of it is like, you have to be here. Otherwise, like there's a part of church and connecting with God's people. When I say God's people, I mean people, mm-hmm. right? God made all of us. Like when you connect with everybody, like that means something. Mm-hmm. And, um, when you don't have that and you don't have people patting you on the back and saying, Hey, keep it up. You got stuff going on. You know, God's good. Remember that. Uh, I think you, you, you kind of lose sight. You can lose sight of what the end goal is, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I, I think back to a passage where it says, Hey, you know, uh, farmer, you know, he's got to keep, keep his eye on the, on the tree. Cause if you look back, you're not fit for the harvest, you know, don't look back, you know, and mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to look around when you're by yourself in isolation. And, and, uh, so do you do you make people show up mm-hmm. or make people in a very loose term, you know? Like, do you encourage that or do you say, hey, let's lean into the social media world and try to foster community that way, whether it's like, you know, Twitch or PlayStation Network or whatever it is? Yeah. And I think the answer to that is both. Right. I Have think you been doing anything like as far as like a live broadcast of the church service or something along those lines? No, we we haven't really done that yet. I don't think we're ready for any of that. You know, it, it just takes another level of volunteerism that we're just not there yet. I mean, we have a lot of great volunteers. It's just it's just not there yet. And so we always one of the things we said early on is if we're going to do it, we want to do it well. Mm-hmm. So you know that limits your your things because you know you get too spread spread too thin. You can't do everything. You know at least, you know, so it's not embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we never wanted it to be a distraction. So we haven't done that yet, but, uh, you know, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg with this service. You know, I think that's more like the front door of the church now where people come and check you out on social media and say, hey, I want to decide if I want to come here once or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as community, that looks like I'm talking about like, PlayStation Network or Twitch or stuff like that. I think there's something there because people get on that. I know friends that are on playing, that are in their 30s, you know, playing Fortnite every night, talking to the same dudes, playing the same time. That's community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's this, that's the same as guys getting on motorcycles and riding because I guarantee you at the end of the day, uh, they're saying, so it's not just video games. It's not just motorcycles. Like, so what's going on? That's community. And yeah. what, what, else, what else do you need? You know, that's the, that's the thing I think uh, a lot of churches kind of get off in the weeds a little bit about is that they, that, you know, it's always like Jesus plus all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, let's start with community. What else do we need but just a couple guys or a couple of women or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. A group of people. Yeah, a group oh, of yeah. people. Yeah. I don't know. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So I think that I, think that I, I can't wait until we're at a place where we can kind of even venture out into some of those worlds a little bit more uh, with, with just a solid, a more solid base of volunteers and saying, Hey, what are you gifted at? What do you like? Okay. Let's, let's turn it into something that we can do. And I think that that's kind of 
where we started, we looked at everybody's gifts. We say, okay, what do you like to do? You got the gift of craftsmanship, okay? You got the gift of mercy, whatever, okay? Whatever it is. All right, let's not force my ideas on you. I didn't come down like Moses, come down with the Ten Commandments and say, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I, I said, let, as, a, as a group, what do you guys think God has for Sioux City with this church? And so I think that that collective experience has kind of helped shape who we are as a church because I wouldn't necessarily take us down some of these lanes, but God's done a lot of good things with it. So, mm-hmm. you know. So what's the move now? So, um, man, there's a lot on the table uh, just as far as, you know, moving. We got a, a grand opening September 15th at Rocks and Rails. So, um you know, we're hoping to just get a good launch and just see people uh, experience a service, experience what we're doing. And then um, we're just, we're looking for partners, honestly. We're looking for partners to... to In the sense to, of like people or businesses or... Anything. Sponsors. You know, yeah. I mean, what we're looking for is, uh, you know, hey, where can we... We do have a large uh, group of our people have the gift of craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we got a lot of people that... Uh, want to dig in and so just trying to find those opportunities that aren't um let me hand out water bottles yeah like i love that you know there's churches that should do that mm-hmm. but that's not us so like you know trying to find that lane saying hey okay hey uh downtown you know we're still really new so it's like trying to introduce ourselves and trying to cleanse their palate from maybe another church experience or um just our, their idea of a church. And so trying to say, no, 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 like, trust me. You know, all I have to say now is we meet in a bar and people are like, eh, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, okay, like we can maybe deal, you know? And so that's just a, a fight that we're willing to go into and saying, Hey, you know, um, we're looking for partners. So whether it's, uh, we've, we've, we've called a number of places and it just hasn't been the quite the right fit. So, um, you know, we, we basically have a vision, template that says okay in the next five years we want to do this the next three years we want to do this the next one year we'd love to be a part of this and then uh, in the next 120 days we'll know things are going well if this this and this happen mm-hmm. so that's one of them it's like hey we love to get one or two partners in that downtown community where we're going to be um and saying hey you know how can we best serve the community mm-hmm. um whether that's you know one of the elementary schools down there or even one of the business had an opportunity and saying, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. well, I think at the like? very least, you know, welcome to the downtown business community. But like, there, I like, honestly, sure. I'm one of those people that I think that there is like a responsibility that comes with, uh, owning and operating something in the downtown area of Sioux city, because like, it's a place that depending on how you look at it in some places, it might, the word blight might be appropriate, Sure, you know? And, and like this, as much as like people who, um, maybe don't make it downtown much or maybe don't make it to the west side over here much, they might not be familiar with this, the kind of poverty and homelessness that is prevalent or that yeah. is, exists in Sioux City, you know? Right. And I think that there is, like, you know, as much as whatever message people want to take away from Christianity, I think that one of the things that all humans should strive for is, like, helping those who are less fortunate. Like, I think right. that uh, people like you and I should, like, yeah. at least take stock of the blessings that we've been given in terms of like 
things that we didn't work for, you know, like the yeah. being born yeah. healthy, being born able to do things that we've done, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, at the very least, like that's an opportunity for anybody operating in, in downtown that there is like a sense of uh, responsibility that comes with not priv- not maybe privilege isn't the word, but, you know, but the, the ability to like you you guys are oper- everybody who attends the church is able to get to church everybody who goes to church has the means to dress themselves for church you know that kind of thing right so yeah yeah just the the things you can do for other people in the area is always always a thing to keep in mind you know yeah yeah and so we've just taken an approach like hey um you know uh somebody wants to come in and and wants to has been coming in and been involved and say okay you know what opportunities are you seeing that, you know, we can get involved in, you know, that kind of thing. And so the other thing about it is for us, it makes it a little bit harder <clears throat> because what we've attracted so far is a lot of people that haven't been to church. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's what we wanted mm-hmm. and it's great, you know, but they're not necessarily, they're still trying to figure it out. So they're not necessarily like, let's get, get after yeah, yeah, it, yeah. man. This is, this is more like a, Hey, you know, I got to, I got to like make sense of this on some level, you know, before I just start doing stuff. So that's been a little different because they're just finding their place where we're at as far as, yeah, I'm getting involved. Like I come every week. That's like a huge step, you know, and then I might play in the band or I might like be on, I might be on the hello team or something like work with the kids. And so we celebrate that, you know, but I think now the next step is for us to say, hey, okay, instead of looking so inward uh, and trying to do the best service, you know, honestly, there's tons of churches in town that have a really, really good service. And I wish we could do what they do on, you know, mm-hmm. we'll just never, I, we might get there someday, but um, I, 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 I wish we would, you know, I wish we had all that now. Um, but what, what I do know we have now is people with gifts of craftsmanship and mercy that want to just get out there and, mm-hmm. and help people. And so that's what energizes them. And, and so, you know, we're just looking for opportunities down downtown anywhere. You know, we've only been downtown for three weeks, so it was kind of off the radar. Um, uh, and God just kind of popped it up in front of us. Like, all right, let's do that. You know, I think that's, that's something that's missing. It's something that's so different. It's not non-traditional. When you think church, you don't think anything like this. So let's, let's try to stay in that lane and let's lean into that lane as far as possible, because it's really easy, especially in the church world to say, Hey, and if you're, if you're work at a church, you listen to this ever, or, you know, you guys will know what I'm talking about. You say, Oh, what's that church doing down the street? Or what's that church doing across America, what are they doing really well, and how can we replicate it? Mm-hmm. And that's like imposter syndrome of like, oh man, we've got to we got to do exactly what they're doing because that's what that's what's creating the success. You gotta go full Joel Alstein, get yourself a private plane, dude. Yeah, so maybe I should start whipping people with jackets and stuff, Benny Hinn style. Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 thing for me is, yeah, I think that we want to be as as us as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's you know and. That's taken a minute to try to sift through and say, okay, who who are we really? Because you have an idea when you start something, you probably kind of have the same idea, like who you want to be, mm-hmm. and then what opportunities become available kind of changes what what you think you might be or what what you might turn yeah. into. And sometimes I'm just like, shit, I got so many things going on. Maybe I'll just take a nap. <laughs> you know, so more often than not, I just nap. <laughs> but, <laughs> But I totally see where you're coming from, and uh, I would appreciate it if you 
don't turn this into a cult. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, But my last question for you is, what do you think is something in Sioux City or the Siouxland area that everybody should know about that you love? Mm. The most slept on in Sioux City. The most slept on? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. I don't know. All right, I'm going to go then. (laughs) There is... Uh, I know I, I know I've sang the praises of La Momia before yeah. on 11th in Nebraska, but today I just want to give a special shout out to the wet burrito at Taco Saguero, <laughs> um, on Pearl Street and Sixth yeah. Street. I think they just opened another location in Hinton. They're opening another location in North Sioux, and they're someday if they ever get around to it, are opening a location on like West Seventh or Villa, whatever it's called at that intersection and Center Street right there. That's had a sign up for like six months now, but it's still not open. <laughs> and it's like what within walking distance from my house. So it's killing me that it's not open. But that would be amazing if they opened it. And I love the wet burrito from there. So anybody listening, if it, you're hungry. Get so I've listened burrito. to a couple of these. Do you have anything that's not food related? Me? That's not being slept on. I did the uh, Perry Creek bike trail before. Okay. I know I've done that. I know I've done uh, hiking at Stone Park or... Okay. I think I think Stone Park might be the number one most slept on thing in Sioux City because everybody I, like you know half of my friends have moved to Denver and they're all like oh well we can go hike <laughs> I'm like dog you never went to Stone Park once and you're talking about hiking there and you got to drive two hours to go hiking <laughs> shut up <laughs> the, I just I, honestly mm-hmm. uh, I'll say this grew up in this area and then moved away from this area and I can't tell you how many people said, man, I got to get out of here. Like, the, the, the definition of them arriving in society was them leaving. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you're dumb. <laughs> because uh, I've lived away from here in a lot of different spots. And this, I, I don't want to say it like this, but, like, it's, it's not that bad. With the exception of winter, Sioux City is great. Yeah. Winter is the worst. But I like Sioux City a lot. <laughs> so. I, I just, you know, I, there's so much to like about it. And, uh you know, just coming from a couple of the places we've been, it it just uh, it just feels like home for us. And like we said this before, just like I don't want to move anywhere else. I want to be here. Like I, I like Sioux City. Like this is a, kind of the forgotten part of Iowa. Like nobody really talks about it, but it's also the f- for for right now, it's the fourth largest city in Iowa still. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do you sleep on? the fourth largest city in your, your state. Yep. And I think it starts with us. And I think it's just like this stuff. Like, let's, let's like actually care about where we live. Like, mm-hmm. let's actually like, you know, every time I have a conversation with somebody, well, it's Sioux City, the streets suck, we've got this. And it's like, everybody's got a long list to connect about, about all the stuff that sucks. Let's like, can we just talk about something that's good for once? Like what's that? You know, that's why I love, I love that question. But like, and maybe that's where it stemmed from. But it just seems like everybody is like, no, we, we got to get out of here. I'm like, no, dude. I was just talking to my buddy the other day, or like two days ago about this. I was shooting a music video, and one of my buddies, uh, Sifu the Sensei, was there, um, local rapper. And we got to talking about how in Sioux City people like to say this thing like, oh, he's he's even good. He's really good. Like he's like really talented. Like you wouldn't believe he's from Sioux city. Yeah. And like people use that to like describe like 10 
I'm t- we were talking about rappers specifically, yeah. like 10 rappers from Sioux City. Like you have, you know, Sifu, you have uh, Psychedelic Sidekick, you got Tay Groove, you got uh, War and Peace, Mario Tapia, you got Rev, you got uh, the guys from Dad, like yeah. down the line, right. keep going, that are all like people go, oh, Jesus, he sounds like a real rapper, like when they hear him. And it's like, <laughs> no, he is. Like he just, he's just from Sioux City, you know? And, and then you even expand it out into the region and it's like, Sioux City holds their own against any other city in the region, you know, Omaha, South or Sioux Falls, uh, Kansas City, I guess. But yeah, I wasn't a too big for us. that way. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just like the idea that people limit things or think that uh, oh, it's it's good for Sioux City. Like no, it's just good. Like you don't have to you don't have to be self deprecating all the time. Like you Thank can you. you can yeah respect where you're from and like really really be proud of where you're because from. because it's so, so different. It's so different than what people uh, generally just from Iowa. So, like, if you travel, you've been around the country all over, you see somebody from Iowa, like, yeah, that's an instant connection. Like, I love Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the reasons we were living in Kansas. People told me we had to leave pretty much because you won't stop talking about Iowa. <laughs> it's like, why Why is this corner of the state, like, the state, this part of the state that's like, yeah, we're from Iowa, but we're, like, we're not the, the good part. And I'm yeah. like, no, I love this place, you know, and I, I, like I said, like, I don't, I don't see a reason to, you know, every, every place has a place where you're, there's nothing to do. There's mm-hmm. nothing going on. You know what? That's all relative. That yeah. is all relative to any part of the country. So quit saying that, mm-hmm. get, get off that horse you're riding on, get another one. And, and my, my, my pastor in me wants to say, repent of that. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, start talking, find the good, find a couple of good things in town and celebrate that for a little while and see where it lead you. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the very least, most cities don't have, like, there's a unique opportunity in Sioux City that things are super cheap that like a, a dipshit like me can like, <laughs> you know, turn, turn this into a video studio, turn this into a right. podcast studio off of like video work. And you guys got, you got guys like uh, Kelly Quinn who owns uh, the marquee and Marty. Sure, He's yeah. got co-owners, Mitch Martin and uh, Mac and stuff. But like Kelly takes a specific pride in like creating cool local shows at, um, you know, downtown at the marquee. And he also does all of the work like, making sure that Brew City is happening at Marty's, making yeah, sure yeah. that they're bringing in people for Brewfest. Sean James is coming again this year on... Matt, when's Brewfest? On October 5th. On October 5th this year. Um, so uh, that's, a, that's another shout-out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If cool. you're interested in finding a church to go to at all, you need to go to... Um, Rally Point. Rally Point, and they're starting at Rocks and Rails on 10, September 15th is the big launch downtown. 10-15, 10-15. Isn't that October? The, I thought you said September 15th. No, it is, but the time. Oh, like you I, want to show I thought up at 10, 15 a.m. October 15th. I was like, <laughs> okay, so September 15th at 10.15 a.m. is the launch of yeah, yeah. Rally Point B2, yeah, yeah. moving downtown in Sioux City. And Drew is the pastor down there. He is the guy to talk to. He is a nice guy. I can vouch <laughs> for him. Um, and I really appreciated you coming down here. Check this out. Oh, I can only hear it through my headphones. But it's applause. Everybody's giving (laughs) you a round of applause right now. But until next time, this has been the Sioux City Show. Thank you.